The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So thank you, Fiona. Fiona. <coughs> After that beautiful talk and the quietness, it's almost like I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Just let the resonance of all of that be with us. Maybe just for another minute or so as we begin to transition. And what I would encourage you to do is just to actually feel into the recognition of what you're experiencing right now in this moment. Just allow yourself to maybe know you're touching a place that's familiar, but you don't really you don't really know how to describe it. Sometimes when <clears throat> when we reflect on the meaning of life or the insights that we have as we approach the end of our lives, there is a kind of knowing that's very settled and I was going to say almost beyond words to describe it and I think that's a fair thing to say beyond description so can we can we just recognize that we might be in the zone (laughs) of being able to at least pick up the flavor of that Okay, so um, I want to thank my colleagues, David and Fiona, for for the talks and the reflections and the exercises that we've done so far. And I'm going to talk or engage us in... um, you know, a guided reflection and then uh, some discussion and then another guided reflection and we'll just see how this all unfolds here. But uh, this actually comes out of one of my own meditations and um, it was a kind of unexpected uh, insight Uh, I'll call it an insight. I think it was an insight. So what I'd like to do is, um, are you willing to go on a little trip? 
<laughs> what I would like you to do is um, take a moment to uh, just reestablish your posture, your sitting posture, so that you're comfortable. This is not going to be anything big and fancy and deep. Just get comfortable in your chair so that you feel alert and willing to to be with the experience. <clears throat> and I I would invite you to close your eyes for this because I'm going to it's a it's a kind of a trip down memory lane. <clears throat> and you might take a nice deep breath in and when you breathe out Exhale through your mouth and then just allow yourself to settle down, to just settle into this moment of sitting here in this room, aware of the chair or the cushion under under you, feeling the familiarity of being supported that quality of knowing that you're supported. That may have some sense of safety associated with it, a kind of groundedness that you can depend on. Like your breath You can depend on the next breath showing up. Just feel yourself sitting there breathing, supported, safe. Allowing your awareness to expand a little bit. Take in the sense of the room that we're sitting in. The sense that we're not alone. And maybe even the space in the room that isn't defined by the room or diminished by whatever is in this space. This quality of simply allowing yourself to settle, to be sensitive to whatever is arising and passing away in your experience. This quality of openness and quietness. And in this place that might be a little bit quieter for you, 
I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of a life review. And I don't want you to start today. I want you to start maybe 15 years ago and just meander back from 15 years all the way back to your early childhood. Just, I'm going to give you a minute or two to just allow yourself to move through the different periods of your life back to when you were a child. And as you do this journey backwards, feel into what it was like when you were 60, what it was like when you were 50, what it was like when you were 30. What it was, just that sense of your experience of being at that period in your life. There's no rush, there's no hurry. There's no need to try to remember what the feeling was like, just allow the feeling to be known. And eventually I'd like you to make your way back to maybe five or six or seven years old. Maybe four if you can remember that far. And I want you to imagine yourself in your home, in your childhood home. It might be a memory of being in the dining room or the living room or a memory of being in your bedroom, somewhere in your childhood home. And see if you could connect with the feelings that you had back then, the associations that you had from being in your bedroom, your childhood bedroom.
See if you can sense into the felt, embodied experience of the memory. The actual body-mind sense of being absorbed into that memory. What did it feel like? Was there joy, excitement? Was there a sense of security and safety, that quality of being supported, grounded? Is the memory colored by a sense of confusion, isolation, loneliness? Fear? Insecurity? Just see if you can just feel into that. As an observer, play out the scene in your mind's eye. How did you internalize that young experience that you had as a small child? Okay, you can relax. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Come back into the room. (laughs) And um, what I'd like you to do is maybe instead of getting into groups, just to turn to someone next to you. And if you could just share a little bit about that experience with one another, just for about two minutes. And then we'll come back in, and then I want to hear, and then go on to the next thing. So... Just turn to one or two people near you in a little group and just share what that was like. And did you get that embodied memory of 
of what that was like as a child for you. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so, so I heard a lot of talking, and I'm just curious to hear from a few of you. You can just pop, popcorn it out if you like. But what was it like to actually go back through the periods of your life to the childhood memory in your own home, internalizing that experience, the totality of that experience. What was that like for you? Were you able to do that? Yeah, good. So let's hear from a few people. Please, we, let's say our names too. So. Okay, I'm Susan. Okay. okay. I just, I'll skip the rest, but just get to the, the Good, department. good. So I'm in the apartment, it's in Manhattan, apartment building, and um, I remember vid- it was so vivid that my father coming home and opening his black umbrella, and um, so he would open the be- black umbrella, and I would see it. I was about three years old, and I would see it, and I was petrified, and I'd run away. I don't know where I ran to, my room, my, the couch. All I know is I would run away, and he would say, it's not going to hurt you, and I would still be terrified. And fear was, um, unfortunately, a theme in my life. And I still have, even though I've done some very adventurous things, it still comes up. And, and But what I wanted to get to that's never happened before is following that experience. I was four, and I received a white box in the mail from my grandparents. Mm. My mom helped me open it up, and in it was a plaid umbrella. <laughs> And I still remember the exact plaid. It was red and blue. And um, we opened it up, and it had a red handle. And I was so excited. My very own umbrella that was so beautiful. Good. So the feeling from the umbrella... The the second one. ...was excitement and... Joy. Joy and... No fear. Whose umbrella was it? It was mine. It was my umbrella. (laughs) My umbrella. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, maybe one more person right behind you. Hi, my name is Linda. And um, not to put a wet blanket on things. (laughs) No, go for it. (laughs) But um, Steve and I have never met, and we were just talking, and we both had very traumatic early childhoods. Mm -hmm. And so going back there, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Well, speak for yourself. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, There there was no connection, because um, everything became blocked off emotionally. Okay. So Mm. when you got to the insecurity and the fear, then, you know, it was like, okay, I can see where that probably mm-hmm. was there, mm-hmm. but I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I can't say I felt it. And okay. Looking at that little girl. Okay. So, um, so what I'm hearing, and I could be wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is that, that, that the memory from from then was one of sort of sh- shutting down, withdrawing, 
that that was the beginning of the emotional wall mm -hmm. that I built up okay. over the years. So, so as you all were reflecting on your own experience, I'm, I want to just ask. I, this is a rhetorical question, by the way. I, I think I know the answer. But did you recognize then that the way that you were experiencing the world as a child was being reified? Did you realize that it was being reified, but it was being turned into something sort of concrete that is a way that you think about things? You see, it's a way that you become me. Me, see? Me frightened, me happy, me excited, me, you see? It's completely normal. The child is, is, is in this environment and we're learning how to negotiate being a person in the world and we're subject to swirls of thoughts, emotions, um, powerful uh, mind states that come and go, you see? And, and those things we begin to, I begin to, I don't know what you do, but I, I, I think that I, I'm in safe territory. We begin to um, believe that those things are the way that life is because that's our experience. You know, we're shutting down or we're afraid of the black umbrella, but we're happy with the checkered umbrella. You see, that becomes the way that we relate to life. Now, as you made the journey backwards through your life, let's make the journey forward. Just close your eyes for a moment. And we're going to repeat the exercise, <coughs> but we want to come from childhood back through your life just trying to remember the flavor as you will go through the periods of your life as a as a you know a child as a adolescent and teenager and young adult and you know maybe you had children maybe you didn't but as you went through those early years of your life your 20s your 30s your 40s <clears throat> right up to the present moment you see, and just the flavor, what did we bring with us? Or what, or never mind that, but what, what was the flavor of each, of each stage? And then if you can think of yourself <clears throat> today in a situation, <clears throat> think of yourself sitting in this very room. See? And how, how do you experience this moment, in this room. See? What, what is the sense that you have here? Or it could be in your bedroom. It could be at home. Just what is the sense? Play, play out the scene in your mind's eye. How do you internalize your experience at this point in your life? Okay.
trying to remember what was behind a lifetime, a lifetime of me, of me, 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 that needs cleaning up or reconciliation or forgiveness. Can we just feel into that very human experience what it's like to be a a human being in this world? Okay, you can open your eyes. And um, I'm going to ask you to do this again, but much more briefly, because I want you to turn to your partners and, and share what it was like to do this at this point in your life. And with the emphasis on, is there anything that's familiar at this point that you recognized when you were a child in the way that you internalize your experience today. Just take two minutes or so. I'm sorry that I broke it up so fast, but we only have five minutes left and I want to get to this. Also, I'd like to just remind everybody um, <coughs> that these sessions are being recorded, so if if this is okay with you to answer here, otherwise we can turn the recording off at this point. It's up to you. It's okay? Is it not okay with anyone? If it's not okay with anyone, raise your hand. Otherwise, it's being recorded. <laughs> okay. I guess we're going to record. All right. So we. I'd just like to hear of just... A, one or two experiences. What what did you discover by making the journey back to this point, Lydia? Come come. There's a mic mic over here. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Sorry, don't want to block you. So my name is Lydia. And thank you for the exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's simple because I remember when I was little, it was so carefree. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any responsibility, responsibility, no load. But through the process of my life, I keep on picking up things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's very heavy. So <laughs> going forward, I want to start dropping it. Mm. <laughs> one by one by one. Yes, yes, yes. May it be so. Drop away. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, I think the experience, what I was remembering and that I remember very vividly is that I was away on vacation 
and I was at uh, my uncle who had a, a big house Mm-hmm. And it smell. I can smell the house. It was cement instead of wood, and it smelled paint. Mm-hmm. And I was with my mother, who was uh, putting white stuff on our little shoes because it was the summer. Mm. And I had that feeling of a great openness mm. and excitement. Ah. And I think it's uh, interesting that I ended up uh, coming to this country and uh, uh, traveling and mm. being away from home. Uh, I thought that was a connection uh, okay. that I had. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, <coughs> so <coughs> when we're children and we internalize our experience in a way that we we somehow decide that this is the way things are you see <clears throat> that gets set early on and we learn to believe at least this is my personal experience we learn to believe and I'm using that word very intentionally, that <clears throat> this really is the way life is. So if I was anxious as a child, you know, I believe in anxiousness, and I reinforce that quality of responding to life over time. I didn't become anxious in a, a moment or a week, or a month, I became, I, I, I set that way of thinking about things, of internalizing things, very early on. So as, as we get older, if we look at our experience and see, you know, how is it that I'm responding? What, what, because I'm responding to a swirl of ever-changing impermanent the impermanent nature of of thoughts of emotions of mind states and <clears throat> those mind states that showed up and those emotions that showed up for me as a child as i'm really just just from a simple memory of being in my house in a meditation was like it wasn't so much um the setting as what it, it was like that was who I was. That became who I was in some way. That was what I thought life was. That was my experience of life. And then when I was in grammar school, um, it was a variation on that same theme. And when I was a young adult, it was a different set of circumstances, but it was a variation on that theme. And all that was a sense of me sort of reifying who I was, or the sense of myself, you see. And um, to simply recognize that in your own experience today, if you can touch that place where you can see what's going on 
you see. There's a possibility that the states of mind that we experience, um, we don't have to allow those habits to turn into traits which are enduring, which seem to be the way that we meet life. So if there's a, a lesson to be learned from an exercise like this, it's that <clears throat> things are ever-changing and that we build a sense of self over and over and over again. And that sense of, uh, we just do this automatically. It's part of what it's like to be a person, I, I'm imagining. But <clears throat> that sense of self always carries with it a sense of, separation, a sense of isolation, and embedded in it is that wish to connect back with what David was calling, I guess, Buddha nature, Buddha nature, or that sen- whatever people long for, the universe, God, you put your own words to it, that call, and somehow there's something really beautiful and special about that. So when Fiona told us about the gift her husband gave her, that very special, beautiful, precious gift of continue to practice, don't let your practice. You see, my heart left with joy. This recognition, this is, <clears throat> this is what, as a child, <laughs> I was longing to reconnect with. And instead, I, I was finding myself thinking that things were different because I didn't understand as a child. You see, that natu- the child doesn't understand, but we can bring our, our, our discernment and our practice and our mindfulness and our compassion all to bear on this. And so the circumstances of our life, the furniture in the, in the room or in, in the house, those are just things to trigger that sense of, how does this how is this being internalized and do you feel connected supported safe or do you feel something is missing you see and how do you put words to what it is that's missing and so <clears throat> something keeps us coming back you see so david used the word faith i would use the word trust that would be the word that i would use because <clears throat> In order to come back, you have to, you have to trust that not knowing is okay. That you're you're safe not knowing. You see, it's like our insistence on being able to know and control and manipulate gets in the way. So we have to just let go and just. In this moment, the room is like this. <laughs> the next moment, the room is like that. So. I hope it was a provocative kind of uh, trip down memory lane and back again, because it's really worth reflecting on. It's really worth thinking about. It's a way that you can learn how to be friendly towards yourself and to not be carried away by the things that so easily overwhelm us, strong emotions, thought patterns, and so on and so forth. Um, the way that we habitually respond. And, and uh, there is a, 
a way to actually see that and we begin to see that we can make changes. And so what I want to leave you with is, uh, just to reinforce what I said earlier, we, we don't wake up in a moment just because we are motivated. We have to come back to it over and over and over again. So um, Bhikkhu Bodhi said, I can give you the secret to enlightenment. I said, really? I'm all ears. Two words. Want to know what they are? Start and continue. Over and over and over again. Just, you know, that place that... calls us back that feels like something, there is something greater than us, pay attention to it. It's a gift. It's our gift. It's our common shared gift. And that quality is, or the recognition of that gift, we, we can appreciate is supported in community, in community like this in Sangha. You see, because to do this journey on our own, we're going to get lost in the anxiety and the fear and the black umbrella or the plaid. We're just going to get lost in it, you see, because <clears throat> that's what life is like. But that place that's, that calls us, you can trust that place. You can trust that place and take care of it and share, share that with one another and with your families. That's the place that love comes from. So with those thoughts, I thank you and leave you. And for those of you who um, brought a lunch, uh, we're going to set some tables up out there. So everyone's welcome to stay. And um, thank you all for, for coming and being part of this new senior sangha. I think that we, we're, we've got some good energy going here. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah.